What's going on, party people? Welcome back to the review show. This is episode 95, uh, where we pick a different story each week and we come here to talk about it. Could be a comic book, could be a movie, anime, manga, something else. We rate it, watch it, do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing fine, Kyle. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. We also have Ignacio Rojas for the first time yeah. on the review show. Ignacio, what's up with you, man? Uh, you know, I might be tired. My body's a bit <laughs> tired. I was out all day yesterday in a, an event, and oh, so... okay. My legs are all tired, but oh. other than that, I'm doing great. Doing good. I uh, was up late playing video gig games, uh, yeah. which nah, 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 nah. So you, you and I will be talking more about later today, because you also help yep. uh, co-host our our podcast, Crossplay, mm-hmm. which is all about video gig games. Uh, but I was telling Melissa before we started recording that for l- 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 lunch, I thought I was super h- hungry, and so I made four hot dogs. <laughs> and then I four ate two of the hot fully dogs. Fully dressed, fully yeah. dressed bun ketchup mustard hot dogs. Yeah, ketchup and mustard, uh, uh, and and I I, I ate two of them, and then I was like, you know what, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I have like. Two sad hot dogs, like fully no. made hot dogs that just got like left standing there. So that's how my day is. And we've had a whole <laughs> bunch so, of problems with Skype um, yeah. that we've somehow miraculously made work. Yeah. So yeah. we're just going to roll with it. Wait, mm-hmm. so back to the hot dogs. You would call <laughs> just ketchup and mustard fully yes. dressed? Well, I not entirely I, I fully call dressed. It fully dressed, no. But I mean, he didn't make, he didn't like cook four hot dogs in the microwave, boil them, grill them, however you make them, and then fully assemble two and then put the other two like in a Ziploc bag in the fridge. Like you prepared for eating. I was dead set on like four hot dogs. I can do this. I am ready. Yeah. I have trained my entire life. You know, Joey Chestnut has eaten like seventy-four hot dogs at once. Uh, look, I my name is not Joey Chestnut, which is a great name, by the right? way. Right? Our American hero. <laughs> Anyways, we are not here to talk about Joey Chestnut and how many hot dogs we can eat. Uh today we are gonna be talking about the anime movie Your Name. Yeah. Uh, which this is kind of a special a- a- episode for us because uh, Ignacio, you mentioned this on our Patreon exclusive episode of our like fantasy movie giraffe thing, mm-hmm. where where we uh, picked five different films and kind of made our own cinematic universe uh, with them all, and that was a lot lot of fun. You guys should go check it out. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash the whatnots. Um, but you had mentioned this is your favorite film. Yeah, this is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I've watched it several times right now. I sometimes just I'm in the mood and I want to watch it again and experience it all again. Sure. But yeah, like I said, I remember I when I, I watched this movie 
like one day we were watching another movie on the theaters and then they played the trailer for it mm -hmm. and so i just thought huh this looks kind of nice i don't know anything about it but since it looks kind of nice i'm going to watch it maybe which is sure. something i don't usually do i usually go to watch movies i know something about and mm -hmm. uh, yeah then i came out from the movie just wanting to spread this <laughs> movie to the whole world everyone has evangelize everyone must <laughs> yeah. watch it go see this uh, film uh, yeah and you Carl, must remember when i was doing it on the kind of funnies i shows. actually do uh that was Believe it or not, like shortly after I actually started watching kind of oh. funny and stuff and like started getting into like a lot more of their shows. And yeah, mm -hmm. I was like watching the morning show and some some kid named Ignacio <laughs> Rojas was like, Nick, Nick Scarpino, you need to watch this film. Whatever you do, watch this film. And you mailed him a Blu-ray no, copy. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It, it was it you? Oh. No, it was another best friend then. Also sent well, so someone sent it and you're like nick you you finally have it go watch it and they left it in their p.o yeah. box for like two months oh. yeah for the longest time it was hey nick you have to watch it find a way to watch it and then another best friend's friend mails it in and then for a couple of months i'm like nick just go pick it up go watch it it's in your and mailbox then, <laughs> and then randomly on a morning show he just comes in and says hey i have I watched a movie on the weekend, and you wouldn't guess what it was. It was a movie that Ignacio Rojas recommended it for the longest time, and it's your yeah. name, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, yeah, I knew it. I knew you would love it. <laughs> and yeah, Good stuff. A lot of other best friends came out saying, hey, I watched it because you wouldn't stop telling me to watch it, and I loved it. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, and now we're here. So I I don't know how familiar you are with the way we do things on this show, but generally uh, what we do is just talk about our general thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, just kind of how we found it, uh, what what we thought of the film, uh, and then we'll do housekeeping and then go into spoilers yeah. and all of that stuff. Um, so for Melissa and myself, yes. this was our first time watching it. But mm -hmm. what did you know about the movie? I knew the basic premise of it, and I knew it was very, very well regarded. I'd also heard yeah. people raving about yeah. this movie. And I went in knowing the premise and thinking like, oh, this is just going to be like a really sweet, fun, heartwarming, romantic time. It's going to look really good. And it is all of that. Mm -hmm. And then it takes a sharp turn, and the movie becomes a whole other extra yeah. thing that I was not prepared for. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was kind of the same way. I knew how well-regarded this film was. It won a ton of awards uh, and stuff like that. But I didn't know the premise. Uh, no. I, I, I just thought it was going to be some, like, uh, like high school romance I I anime, um, which is typically not my cup of tea. However, this one made my radar of, of like, hey, this is probably something that I should go watch at some point. Um, and then I think it wasn't until that Patreon exclusive thing where you were like, yeah, it's like the freaky 
Friday thing going on where they like switch bodies and stuff like that. I was like, oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, but here we are. We've now all seen the film. Yeah. Uh, we are finally talking about it. We were supposed to uh, be talking about this last week, but we yep. also had computer issues. So computer it's been a long time mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. For this one, um, Melissa. Yes. What did you think, though? Now I, that you've seen the film, I really liked it. This was a really yeah. powerful experience. It was, and good. I I watched the dubbed version. I think you guys both watched the subtitled oh. version. Mm-hmm. Yes. I ended I ended up going with the dubbed version because uh, the lead character is played by Michael Center Nicholas, who is Dean Venture on the Venture Brothers, which oh, is man. another show we've been watching ongoing on the review show. And I'm like, well, it just sounds nice to hear Dean Venture in another context. <laughs> it's a good dub, I gotta tell you. I yeah. could tell there were some cultural jokes that like just could not translate. I was probably mm-hmm. missing out on something, but it's real high quality performances over there. I'm trying yeah. to picture the main character as Dean. <laughs> and I like, it's not the same. It's just like, that, <laughs> this right. is so weird. I, I like, I, I, is it a different kind of voice that he no, does? No, he Dean? sounds like Dean Venture. Like he's wow. not quite as like cartoony as Dean is. It's a bit more of like a naturalistic performance, but yeah, okay. it's him. That's just what that guy sounds <laughs> like. So interesting. I've never watched the dub. I've always wondered, do they dub the soundtrack too? Yes, yeah. There are English language lyrics for the songs. Uh, yeah, because the soundtrack is hmm. another thing I really love about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's something I, I listen to constantly. It's Other than musicals, I don't really ever listen to music from movies. Mm-hmm. But Your Name is one of the few... Movie soundtracks I actually have on my phone as a playlist. There I love that much. And mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear that they dubbed the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like I didn't know. <laughs> I guess I could have imagined there were Japanese variations of all these songs. But I started with the dub. I had no idea. They all sounded pretty good. They're yeah. high quality renditions of them. Yeah. Mm. I wonder good if stuff. it's the same people then. I don't know. Or, or did it sound like native English speakers? I think it sounded like native English speakers, not uh, like they had the original Japanese singers do like a just a phonetic rendition of it. That happens. Yeah. Like for example, Kingdom Hearts, I know yeah. it's mm. the same singer for English and Japanese. Oh. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of too. But I, I'm, I'm sure like modern day... anime and movie stuff like that that's that has to be something they consider of of like it's not an afterthought to like well i guess we can just use the japanese music or like make the Mm -hmm. dub afterwards like i I feel like the process is all kind of made at the same time of just like we need to take all of this into consideration yeah but yeah I I really liked this film as 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 well well, well. I highly recommend it. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys should all go go check it out. Um, yeah, I recommend that you 
try to know at the least as possible of the movie. Yeah. Go in blind if you can. Yeah. Um, if, 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 if I had to say anything about it to kind of prepare people or give them an idea of what it is without really spoiling mm. it, I would say, yeah, like it, 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 it is about these, uh, these two people who one day, uh, like start waking up in one another's body. So there's a guy and a girl and he gets to live as her and she gets to live as him. But then they wake up again and they don't really remember it exactly mm -hmm. of like what happened the day before. And so there's this whole mystery of like what is happening? Why is this happening? All of that stuff. And there's some some interesting twists and turns in that story. Too. Yeah, and they don't know each other to begin with. They live in different parts of Japan and their paths have never mm -hmm. crossed. So it's also like they think it's a dream to begin with because they don't recognize anything specific to their lives. And then they figure out, oh, I am living the life of another specific real person. Who are yeah. they? And they start like leaving each other notes and like getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. Her 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 name is Mitsuha, and his name is Taki. Taki. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's see. This film was directed by Makoto Shinkai, which he also, or I I don't know if that's a he or she. Um, I believe it's a he. I believe it's a he. Okay, that's what Wikipedia is telling me as well. Um, he also just came out with another movie yeah. recently called Weathering with You. Yep. Uh, have Have you seen that one, Ignacio? Yeah, I. It, I believe it might have been one of the movies I used on the fantasy job. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. I. Uh, shortly after I, I got to San Francisco, they actually started playing it here, and so I went because I I was a oh, fan nice. of of your name, and so I wanted to see what else the director could do. I didn't know much about it, and I ended up really enjoying it. Cool. It is nice, kind of similar to your name in that it is also about two young kids, a boy and a girl. And it also has a supernatural twist, but the twist is mm -hmm. different. I really enjoyed the movie, not as much as your name, but still, I really would recommend people watch it. Sure. Yeah. I just went to Makoto Shinkai's uh, Wikipedia page, and one of the first things on, on, on top there is that apparently at the time of release, your name was the highest grossing anime yeah. film of all time. Yep. So. Yep. There you go. I believe it beat out Spirited Away. Oh, wow. I think that might have been the previous record holder. Mm, sounds okay. right. Everyone talks about that movie. I but yeah, believe it. It was the, or it is the, what did you say? Highest grossing? Highest viewed? Uh, yeah. Highest mm -hmm. grossing. Mm. Anime film of all time. Good stuff. Um, do we want to add. Anything else to the synopsis of this before we get into housekeeping and spoilers? Oh, that might be all you can really yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, 
Well, let's do a little bit of housekeeping for all the party peoples out there listening to this right now. Uh, if you guys did not know, we can be found on our website, thewhatnots.com. We have multiple podcasts. Uh, if you guys can go find out more information there, we already mentioned Crossplay, our video game podcast. Uh, so you guys can go find out more information on that on our website. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you guys can normally get access to the live streams of this show. We are not live streaming this mm-hmm. one right now because of all the computer issues we've been having as of late. Um, but you guys can normally get that. You can get episodes early. I My computer, I think, just spazzed out a bit. I'm going to continue <laughs> rolling on if it's still recording. It is. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys can get episodes <clears throat> early. At the $3 tier, you guys can get those exclusive episodes we've been talking about. Uh, and we also want to give a big shout-out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, and thank you, Christine. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you for helping us out so much. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's get into spoilers. Hopefully my spoiler alert button works. Ha! That barely worked, I think. What do you mean uh, barely worked? So I can Let- see it on my my end. It's like the like spoiler graphic thing that pops up, and it's like spoiler alert, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. um, and it makes a, a sound so people know. It's like hey, after after this, there's gonna be spoilers. But it was mm-hmm. like, I I guess because my computer is being all funky and we've had issues with Skype and all that stuff, it was like ten frames a second. It was real slow. I can oh. see a, la- 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 a lag on my camera oh. right now, so it's it's all all funky. Uh, but let's get funky with this name, <laughs> with, 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 with your name, with this name. Yeah, with 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 this name. This one in particular. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we are now in spoiler territory. Let's dive in and start talking about it. Um, Ignacio, we, we typically kind of just jump around to whatever yeah. we want to talk about, if we want to talk about the art or if we want to talk about the English dub or the subs or the music, whatever, or if you just want to spoil it and be like, Dumbledore dies at the end, <laughs> you, you can just have at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so going back to the dub, so you know that scene when... Mitsuha is in Taki's body, mm-hmm. and he, she, is talking to the friends. Right. And when they start looking at him weird, what does Mitsuha Taki say in the dub? Oh, I don't remember, because this was a joke I had had explained to me before. Um, I listened to this really great film podcast called the Blank Check Podcast, mm. and they cover a director's entire filmography in all mm-hmm. these different miniseries. And they did a Miyazaki series last year, which also led to some discussion about your name. I think that's where I found out it had knocked Spirited Away off no. the, the title holder of highest grossing Japanese animated film. And I think they said that it's like a uh, a linguistic thing where she's yeah. using the feminine terms yeah, yeah. for words. 
and, mm-hmm. but she's meaning the same words. And they yep. were talking about how they saw a subtitled version that, like, didn't try to clean it up. It just says, like, yeah. Mitsuha says female word for fish. Friends are surprised. Mitsuha corrects herself, says male word for fish. <laughs> so I don't remember what the dub joke was because I knew what it was supposed to be to begin uh, with. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, do you catch it, Kyle? I, the, yeah, I, I, I think the version that I watched had it. That it, it, it was like... He's he's using a different form of that word. Mm. Yeah. So the joke basically is that in Japanese you have different forms to referring for referring to yourself as if mm. a, for a female or for a male or for in a formal way. So mm-hmm. first Mitsuha since or Mitsuha and his body since she's a female she starts using the female version for me. Mm. And that's why the guys start looking at her weird. Then she uses another for another form for me, which I don't know exactly in which context it's used. That's why they keep looking at her, him weird. And then she uses the correct noun. Mm. And so the first time I watched it, I didn't get it because the subtitles didn't really explain it. They were keep saying it, me, me, me. Yeah. So... Now the version I, I just watched it did kind of explain it in a a bit, but it didn't do a great work. Luckily, I knew the joke mm-hmm. later since I started learning more about Japanese and forms of speaking. But yeah, I was really curious to see what the dub did <laughs> yeah. because yeah, that's a joke I'm... that only works in Japanese. Yeah, I'm I think it's it some was other like a. But like it, he just ends up using more cutesy terms. Yeah. They might have been like something a, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a boy. That's weird for you to say that. Or yeah, something. it's strange that you called this candy bar precious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said my pencil case was adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I I thought this film did a lot of that exploration really mm-hmm. well of them being in each other's bodies and kind of figuring that out of like, oh, this actually isn't a dream. How yeah. do we mm-hmm. do that? The one thing that I I think kind of almost took me out of it is that there's like a montage music video in, in that. I thought was a little bit strange. I liked it. But it was just like, this is not what I would usually expect. This is something I wanted to ask about. You're right. Like, kind of at, like, the first act to second act, like, Mm -hmm. break point. There's this, like, musical montage thing. And there's another one kind of like that later on. Like, this movie is so neatly divided into a three-act structure. I was wondering if it was originally televised as three episodes or if it was put out in theaters but there was also like they were planning ahead for how it would be divided in television because it is so neatly partitioned off Mm. i'm not sure yeah i I doubt it was considered as a television for a television transmission but yeah i I get what you say about the it 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 being kind of weird kind of it comes kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I still love the montage. 
one thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 just an, an interesting way to do that and yeah. show it. Mm-hmm. Um, where like I I would expect some some kind of montage, right? Uh, it was just in it like the music was so prominent in that in in that and you don't get much of like the character speaking or the background noises and stuff like that so it ends up really just being this like three minute long music video yeah it's like felt almost i feel like, like i could watch in amv of this on youtube <laughs> right yeah. and it felt no almost offense. like here's opening credits like this is what the opening credits would be like if this was yeah. a show but we're yeah. dropping it at like the beginning of the second act <laughs> yeah well, yeah as I, I get why they did that because they wanted to fast forward them actually mm-hmm. being understanding of their situation and starting to develop like a relationship between both of them since they are both in this situation this kind of commentary of her getting him the date and all that i feel like they wanted to fast forward that so that we're in a point where the twist happens and we feel that and then we can still have more stuff developed throughout the movie so i get why they did that but yeah you're right it kind of feels like a (laughs) music video (laughs) <laughs> it works though yeah. like the music's really pretty yeah the artwork in this movie is gorgeous like this mm-hmm. is so nice looking my one my one little quip about the art though my one quibble about it is that when you go to Taki's room for the first time uh you can tell that you are shown and not told very well that like he wants to be an architect mm-hmm. like his room yeah. is covered with these like draft drawings of like various buildings around his area like you see it immediately like oh i understand this kid i understand that that's what his goal is but if you as the scene goes on and as you look closer in the background amid all of these draft drawings there's also a poster that is just the word architecture (laughs) yeah (laughs) you mean some sometimes you just have to remind yourself yeah right (laughs) You have to clearly label your interests. Right? Like how my kitchen is a sign that says food in it. You got to know. I I don't know about you guys, but in my room, I I, I have a giant poster that says beach bum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think I I saw that poster in particular. How did you feel... um, because on the opposite end, uh, Mitsuha, she, like her big dream is to just go to the city, really, yeah. or just to like escape from this mm-hmm. life. Like, did 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 you notice anything about her room that like helped define her? Of like, this is clearly who she is or who she wants to be based off the stuff that's in her room. Oh, yeah, not well, if- so much on my end. Did you notice something? Well, yeah, because if if you compare both, what you can compare both of their rooms. Uh, Taki's room is, of course, in an apartment, small mm-hmm. and all that. While Mitsuha is in a more traditional mm-hmm. Japanese room, which you wouldn't see much of in a city. I I feel like yeah. So there is a dichotomy of both of their lifestyles, and yeah, you to me you with how traditionally Japanese you see her, not only her room, but her whole house 
and her having to live with the grandmother and all that, I did get the the feeling of, hey, this is a different lifestyle from what you would get in a city. Mm-hmm. And I can get why someone would, if they want the city, they wouldn't want the different lifestyle they're getting. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think for me, it was more so that I didn't see the posters, or at least I didn't take note of like what the posters were. Mm-hmm. They almost seemed non-existent or non-important. And Where? I think... In which room? I, for Mimei um, Tsuha's. No, I, I don't think right. she had any. It was yeah. her so, bed and the mirror. Mm, yeah, and, and so, doesn't, like, I, I think... Now, am, I, am I remembering correctly that Taki sleeps in a bed, like a more yeah. Western-style bed, and then Mitsuha's got the traditional no. Japanese, like, floor mat? Yeah, that's yeah. why she falls when she starts mm. being Taki. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I... Yeah, I going, oh, sorry. I, 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 I was just going to say, I think for, for me, it's... It's more so that her, her her whole thing is that she wants to escape. And so she yeah. doesn't really find her personality in her surroundings, mm. whereas Taki kind of does. He's like, I'm surrounded by big buildings, and I love them. Like, I, I just want to keep making big buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, she doesn't have posters of flowers or stuff like that it's it's very plain and it's just like yeah you don't you don't feel like you belong here that's why you don't have stuff right like if she's not planning on staying there like why put forth all the effort to like really make her room her own space yeah Yeah. and also i I don't feel that that's the kind of room where you would feel it with posters and all that Mm -hmm. yeah going back to the taki's room and all the drawings and all that that's something I don't think I ever got until this time I watch it now, where before kind of the him wanted to be an architect or designing buildings kind of came out of nowhere to me when he, he finally decided to, to do that. But now that I watched it and paid more attention to all of those details, I did see that he was into mm-hmm. all that stuff. He did have all the all the drawings and all that, and then. When that just happens, he does start drawing all that he remembers from that other life. And then that's when he goes and and shows his work when he is trying to find a work. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, that's an attention of detail I didn't get before. And I, I got now. And, and I really appreciate that them adding that. Yeah. We do also get the, like, one or two scenes of uh, Mitsuha in Taki's body, I think, in art c- class is that right or yeah. was it the other way around yeah no it's taking in mitsuha's body yeah where, where okay. yeah, yeah. she pushes the table and mm. yeah like it, it they're just there there seems to be that stuff where it's like what how can how do you know how to draw now yeah that's weird <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, let's 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 talk about the twist a a, yeah. a bit. This is one thing mm-hmm. that I didn't see coming or didn't mm-hmm. really expect. Um, this whole idea that they're also kind of time traveling in yeah. this kind of film. Not only space, but time too. They're connected. Yeah, which uh, really Mitsuha is like three years in the past. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or so. Yeah, or I, I guess you could say Taki three is three years yeah. in the f- in the f- in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. 
but yeah, that was not something I ex- expected because that's y- like what you would expect of of this film is them to kind of figure it out. Like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. switching places with this other person. Uh, here's who I am. Here's how I, I, I live. And same thing for that person. Then they start to get to know one another and then yeah. they meet up mm-hmm. and then they kiss and happily ever after, you know? Yeah. Right, like you're set up to believe this movie is going to be a romantic comedy, and it is, but it's also way more than that. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and then you kind of realize that, like, I, I mean, th- th- there's this whole mystery of him kind of going to figure out where she is or who she is, and and mm. and stuff like that. They're hoping they're hoping to meet, yeah, uh, and that moment kind of finally happens and they're both on like the opposite sides of the, the, yeah. the like time spectrum yeah. thing and you're just like oh weird yeah i don't know what's happening here but i like it yeah the <laughs> yeah. scene where they're they're both so, running around like the lip of that canyon yeah and they're both in the same space three years apart yeah, and it keeps cutting different. between the two of them and like matching the landscapes exactly oh it's really mm-hmm. it really does a number on your emotions <laughs> yeah, like they're so close and so far yeah and i love how they start setting up throughout the movie stuff for for the ending for the twist for example on a point they describe the, this magical time or the sunset and that's mm-hmm. something you don't get a payoff for until the end, until that scene where they're both there between separated through time and the place. Right. And another thing is that throughout the movie, you see Taki with this bracelet that he always mm-hmm. keeps looking at. And then it's not until the end that you find out that that bracelet is the same thing that Mitsuha has in her hair. That at some yeah. point she just gives keeps it to him. And in it's... For whatever reason, he keeps he keeps it. He doesn't know where it, where it came from, really, but he just keeps looking at it when at all times. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it. it I mean, <coughs> it's it's what comedians and magicians do all the the, the time, where the, where they'll they'll set you up with something mm-hmm. at the start. And I, mm. I think we do get that scene at the very, very start of the f- film yeah. where it seems like he's having a d- dream about this girl on a train and there's this like red string, uh, yeah. which is, you know, the like red string of fate stuff in, in Japanese mythology and stuff. Um, and that somehow these two people are connected and you don't know. And then it just kind of goes off in this uh, 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 other direction and you almost forget about that initial scene and then when it happens and you see that twist you're like oh she was the girl at the start (laughs) they met three years ago and he doesn't remember it yeah. I was uh, talking to my brother about this and he and he's seen this movie before and he's like the last time I watched it like I immediately wanted to turn around and watch it again cuz he's like everything yeah. makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought about watching it a second time this week mm-hmm. cuz we I watched it like a week ago now. Um I decided not to cuz normally I don't have this much free time so I was like <laughs> video <Yeah>. games. <laughs> um, but uh 
Yeah, like that like that would be something that if you by the end of this film if you go back and you watch those first yeah. like 10 15 minutes you'll be like, "Oh man, right in the gut. They're right there." Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Say hello. Do something. Like it's time sh- it's showing you <laughs> And it's giving you all of this imagery. Like, you see the part of the meteorite yeah, hit the Earth, too, that's but, the like, first you don't... thing you see. You have no context for it. Like, you can't figure out what it even is supposed to be. And you think, like, the couple, first couple of minutes of the movie are just set up as dreamlike imagery. Mm-hmm. And it's not until later on that you're like, oh, no, all of that is real. And, it yeah. like, that is a montage of things that are going to happen later, just reframed as a dream. Yeah, it's interesting now the first thing you see in the movie is this meteorite coming down to earth and it's mm-hmm. this kind of beautiful imagery and you see them both looking at it and then fast forward in the movie you see that that actually ends up killing Mitsuha mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah kinda... so that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next because I I'm a big fan of time travel stories and stuff like that not that i understand them but i like them mm-hmm. um yeah. and so yeah like I, I i'm i feel like it presents itself it itself as very straightforward of like originally she died then yeah. they mm-hmm. did something to change it and now they're alive again again she did does does that like does that make sense? Is that exactly what happened? Because I feel like they glossed over some of those like exact time travel. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't really describe this as a time travel movie, even no, though there is some yeah. like timey-wimey stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, it's a time travel movie kind of like uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, where but like you're, really. seeing, because you're seeing... They, <laughs> because they actually changed something. Yeah, 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 like he's he thinks he's on one track and he thinks that these things that have happened are like these immutable things and then he gets to that point and he realizes, oh, <laughs> I made that happen and I am going to make it happen because I already saw the consequences happen and I wouldn't have seen those consequences happen if I didn't take the action now. Like it's, I'd have to watch it a couple more times and track it, but that is the form of time travel that it mm. reminded me of the most, even if it's not yeah. an exact match. No, she, like, she actually dies. So, yeah, the 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 rest of the movie is him going back to the moment and trying to stop what's going to happen, what mm-hmm. he knows is going to happen, with the knowledge of what he saw. He, one one thing that I I didn't get the first time I watched it is that how he knew that the school was a safe place for when the meteorite was going to strike. That's something I didn't get the first time. Yeah. Does I thought that, oh, maybe he read it somewhere or whatever. But then watching it again, you see that when he gets to the side of all the destruction, he mm-hmm. actually gets to the school. He is standing and still the there. School. Yeah. That's where he is. And that's something yeah. I didn't get in the first time. But so yeah. That, it, so, like, how did... Cause how did they meet in the future then when they were like at, at like at the end of that film of like, don't I know you that? Well, that scene. Cause like if, oh yeah, if because he, he did save he her. Sto- yeah. He saved the whole city. That's why 
you actually before you see Mitsuha in the future, you see the two friends of her, seeing how they're going to get married and all. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's because he saved all of them. Yeah, I I just I I I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it too closely when I shouldn't be. Mm. Um. But yeah, I I I feel like they kind of glossed over some stuff, and I'm sitting here like, hmm, something doesn't really add up here, but maybe it does. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it's very straightforward. At one point, they were all dead, so he goes back and saves them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's t talk about the artwork for yeah. a, a little bit here. This Very has pretty. some stellar artwork. Yeah, that I mean, mm -hmm. for like big budget anime movies, they t tend to go all out on their mm -hmm. animation and stuff like that. Um, was was there a particular aspect of the animation that stood out to you guys? I think the scenic design is incredible. Like, yeah. for every different kind of scene you get, like, it's not just uh, Mitsuha's, like, idyllic mountain town. It's also, like, this is one of the most beautiful depictions of Tokyo I've ever seen. Yeah. And the interiors, too. Like, that restaurant that Taki works in looks gorgeous. Yeah. Looks yeah. Like, I just want to be in every place that this movie shows to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so. I really liked the back go-go-go-rounds, too, I, th I think that was one of the things that stood stood out. Mm. Ignacio, you were uh, about to say something. No, the same. I really love the the whole background design of everything, not only on Mitsuha's sides, but only in Ta also in Taki's side, the city, and all that. Mm -hmm. But something that sometimes, to me, sometimes Japanese animation can either be hit or miss for me. The design, especially mm -hmm. for people. Sometimes yeah. they they design people in a way, or they do people's movement in a way that I don't really like. But this style is actually one of the styles that I really love to see, and mm -hmm. I love the the movement of everything. But yeah, yeah I don't know what else to say. I I think for me, one of the things that I was really drawn to were the kind of B roll. Yeah. stuff uh, like the the scenes of the city where it's like hey here's the trains yeah and mm -hmm. it, it's just a, a like a two second shot of the trains and then here's mm. like a helicopter aerial look at the city and stuff mm -hmm. like that one of my favorite details is we see the sliding door in Mitsuha's house and we see another sliding door that's like at her friend's house or at her school or at the temple somewhere else. Yeah. But it's both like the same shot of just like a sliding door in a slot, oh, you know, just yeah. to establish yeah. movement. But between yeah. these different shots, like each door and each like kind of slot and sliding mechanism is completely different. Like there's so much detail paid yeah. attention to just even these little architectural things. So I noticed that too. Uh, and if you're watching our YouTube video mm. version, you guys can see Melissa's camera all all scrunched up. That's kind of what those scenes looked like. It was just this <sighs> door in the middle of the screen, and it would uh, open or or close. And mm. if it was 
closing, it was like coming towards you of 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 this thing. So it's like it's like you were in the middle of the door there, um, and they do stuff like that a lot. Where, mm-hmm. where like that that scene, but it's multiple doors, and so I'm I'm wondering if you guys noticed the theme with that, or if if you guys had like further thoughts on like oh this is actually a metaphor for something 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 because i like for me i was thinking of this idea of they are in two separate worlds Mm. right they're in two Mm. separate rooms Mm. or on two separate sides of the same door right and certain things are opening up to them certain things are closing um Mm. I, I, I don't know if the opening and closing corresponded to actually some, like something that was happening in their yeah. life, but still that imagery was just like, huh, they're like figuring this, they're, they're on two separate sides, but they're figuring it out, like how to meet in the middle somehow, mm-hmm. how to go from one side to the next. And so I mm-hmm. really liked that. Yeah. I know I had more thoughts about the doors when I watched this movie like almost two weeks ago. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't write anything down. It's all good. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't think of any metaphor that they could have used with the doors. It it, um, it just seemed to be something that whoever the animators were that they seemed to be really fascinated with mm-hmm. that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I liked it. I think something else that stood out to me, uh, or a scene in particular where I liked the art, uh, which I kind of wished we would have seen more of, mm-hmm. uh, is when Mitsuha was doing her, like, dance thing to yeah. make the, like, weird throw-up sake yeah. rice thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, just the whole d- d- dance that they do, that tradition and that side of, of of things i don't feel like we got to see that much of mm-hmm. and i wish we would have gotten to see more um because uh, like we we know she wants to escape we know she wants to go to this big city i i i don't know if i can really identify why like why tokyo in particular why is, is there something that she hates in this small town life is she, well, is she just I, yeah because she yeah. is it is small town life like she feels like yeah. she has no uh, uh no future ahead of her and no privacy seems to be the biggest mm-hmm. deal like her mm-hmm. dad she's kind of estranged from her father a little bit like her mom died when they were little her and her yeah. little sister were little and then her dad like kind of had a falling out with the grandma with the mom's mom and then the girls went to live with the grandma full time Right, And the dad's become, like, the mayor of the town. And, like, even if she doesn't live with him, like, everybody knows, oh, that's the mayor's daughter. And there is that scene at the beginning where he's, like, giving, uh, he's, like, outside giving some sort of a presentation or something. Mm -hmm. And he sees her walk past and he, like. like, straighten your back. Yeah, he calls her out for, like, slouching. (laughs) Like, she doesn't like the town because she has no privacy. And she goes along with her grandmother's, like, um. I believe it's like Shinto uh, ceremonies that they want to do. And she's like embarrassed by them because it is like we have to do this weird dance and this weird costume. And we do this odd ritual where we like eat this rice 
and then we like chew the rice and swish it around in our mouth and then we spit it out into this like ceremonial cup. It's just like, this is terrible. I don't want my school friends to see and me doing this. Someone else drinks it 10 years right. later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like she's just so stifled there and that's why she wants to go to the big city also i like when her friends are like let's go to a cafe yeah and the cafe is like a patio table next to a vending machine yeah well that's another thing from (laughs) yeah what she hates is a small town vibe that there's nothing here nothing not all all the cities have all this cool stuff they they got cafes and uh, restaurants and all that and meanwhile we (laughs) We got nothing. We got the same old stuff, the boring stuff. We don't have a cafe. We have a vending machine with cafe. We have two bars that are right next to each other. And I don't know mm-hmm. whether we have two, if it's a small town. And yeah, it's a small, small town mentality that, hey, the city has all this stuff that we don't mm-hmm. have here that I, I want to experience. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I just was wondering if it was more like a overall thing like hey there's mm. ultimately nothing for me here or if it was like smaller specific stuff of, of, of just like i i want to get away from my father specifically or mm-hmm. who knows what yeah, that too but yeah a lot of those yeah, things general teenage wanderlust yeah yeah. I want to talk about the romance aspect of the movie because one of my favorite things Go for is Mitsuha reading Taki's diary oh, that he keeps no. on his phone. Yeah. And she sees that he has a crush on this waitress at the restaurant where he works. And she is delighted by that. <laughs> and she's like, when I am Taki, I am going to do everything I can to get this waitress to fall for Taki. Like that resonated with me the most is like the most realistic young girl emotion of loving the concept of a boy being in love of course you dream of a boy having a crush on you but like being in the mindset of a boy having a crush on another girl is also exciting like this is like a cute schoolgirl fantasy i didn't know i had to like be like be the Cyrano de Bergerac <laughs> and the guy he's like trying to give advice to like you're both of them and like you are yeah. the man and you're acting out like this is what a lady really wants this is how you treat a girl how you impress a girl what you say to her and you are the boy treating a girl the way you would dream of being treated and i love when she plans the entire date for him and this waitress and she leaves the note in his phone like okay this is everywhere you're going and everything you're going to do like it's her going back to that big city dreams thing. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see all the stuff in Tokyo I've wanted to see. We're gonna go up yeah, in. We're gonna go to Tokyo a museum. Tower. We're gonna go to a right nice restaurant. We're gonna yeah, go to a all romantic the stuff she's bridge. wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> romantic bridge. I I like that aspect a lot. I also like the um the other school kids like having real low key crushes on them, and now it's not oh, a real. Yeah. Pl- it's not a part of the plot. Like they, they, they're never really that attentive to it. I like that it doesn't add on any of these triangle aspects or drama or anything. Yeah. There's just this one little bit where like another girl in Mitsuha's class gives her like a Valentine card, yeah. and then you see like one of Taki's friends say like, "I don't know. I think he looks really cute when he's like." Oh, he, yeah, he looked cuter yesterday. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. We get the the reaction from 
it's Mitsuha mm. in her own body when she receives the uh, the Valentine's card, and I love the reaction that, hey, what did you do? Why, why is <laughs> this this girl crushing on me? <laughs> and then like one of Taki's friends, like when it's Mitsuha as Taki, and so the, the friend sees Taki just being like sort of uh, absent-minded and frazzled and wide-eyed and innocent. That the friend's like, oh, he's real cute when he's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, which is and- which is an interesting thing. I I think because uh, I, I mean, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I I still feel like homosexuality in J- Japanese culture is still something that's like very taboo and like yeah. probably you don't want to talk about it and stuff like that. So to e- even see them say something like that, yeah. I, I don't know if there's a weird thing in the translation mm. um, where it's, it's, it, it's not meant as a, like as subtext of, 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 of huh. like, Hey there, he might have some like bisexuality or homosexuality feelings there. We don't know exactly. Cause it's not really yeah. important to the plot, but I, I think even just mentioning that in, in, in the film, it's like, huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> just a cute character moment, and I love yeah. that it's that friend and the waitress. Like Taki goes on the date with the waitress, and the waitress kind of sees like, I I get the feeling that there's somebody else in your life, mm, and that's yeah. okay. I'm I'm glad I got to know you, and I'm glad we had this fun day. Like, let's be friends. Yeah. And it's that guy and the waitress. I forget her name, unfortunately, but they're the ones that yeah. go with him when he goes on this mountain excursion to try and find Mitsuha's town. Like, I like that those two characters like never hold anything against him, and they're like always his friends, and they're going to mm-hmm. go on this wild, you know, goose chase with him. Yeah, and I love how yeah. she's the one that realizes that. Taiki is had has feelings for this yeah. other girl before he actually realizes about that, and yeah, I, I, I love this is a different kind of romantic movie. Yeah, the premise is really interesting as a, a way for them to fall in love, and I I really love the how they manage to do them falling in love being each other. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting. Mark. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Did you guys ever get in- emotional in the movie? During the um, the magic hour scene, that twilight yeah. scene where they actually are talking to each other face to face for the first yeah. time, that's yeah. that's the biggest moment for me. Yeah, for me, yeah, that 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 one is uh, especially because at, 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 it just like cuts off so suddenly. Yes, it's like oh, the sun is gone, <gasps> oh, and it's yeah. just yeah, she's, just she's like, not there. Nothing. Yeah, for me, yeah. for me, the the one moment that keeps getting me emotional to the point of, of almost dropping a tear is that part when she, Mitsuha is running to to try to get to her father and she stumbles, yeah. and then she looks at her at her hand. She she has forgotten or she's starting for, to forget Taki, and she looks at her hand, and we think that. She's going to see Taki's name written on the hand, but no, we see that he wrote "I love you." Yeah, and yeah. That moment, yeah, always gets which me. is which is so emo like it is so emotionally satisfying and so yeah. frustrating plot wise because they have this thing that like when they're in each other's bodies, 
it does fade away like a dream. Like they have a mm. real difficulty remembering the other person. So it would be helpful. It would be the yeah. most helpful thing if he had actually written his name on her hand. Mm. No, he wrote, I love you, which is so yeah. sweet and so damning at the same time. Yeah, and also yeah. going back to do, the... Do you think they the... would have like written it down in their notebooks or in their phones mm. of well, just like, Well, hey, you see that... I, Everything that that they wrote to each other starts to to go away. All the yeah. all the uh, diary entries mm-hmm. just yeah. disappeared. But yeah, yeah, an- it, another... it does the kind of back to the future stuff where it's just like oh, all yeah. this stuff that kind of happened that we're now erasing because we're changing things mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is going away. So yeah, and another moment that is really emotional. And again, that that scene where they finally meet each other face to face, and then mm-hmm. she starts writing her her name on Teddy's hand, and then when she leaves, he starts to get desperate because he doesn't want to forget her, and then he starts forgetting her, and he wants to rem- to remember so desperately about her, and and he can't. Mm-hmm. His memory is going away about who whose girl was. Yeah. And that desperation yeah. from me really got me. How desperate he got. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. weird thing, I think, for me was one of the ending scenes when they do finally meet in, like, modern mm. day-day-day-day times. Because uh, he sees her when he's on the train, and he yeah. hops out, and he goes running after her. And then there's, like, a weird, like moment where they pass and they don't mm-hmm. acknowledge like they they see one another but then they don't acknowledge one another and it looks like they're about to keep going and then they stop like mm-hmm. i guess i should say hi actually i did chase yeah. after them like <laughs> just like what you you wouldn't just be like wait don't I know you from somewhere and just like stop them immediately? Like why? Like you went through all of that trouble to go after them and then you just walk right by them. No. And then that's the curse of this thing is that their, their memories are so amorphous and intangible and like sinking Mm -hmm. through their fingers, like sand, like they see Mm -hmm. this other person and they're like, I have to get to that person. And then they run towards them and they get close enough and their brain is still second guessing themselves. Like, yeah, like, no, I'm crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know that person. What am I doing? And then they try and like, they're embarrassed and they're like, I'm just going to keep walking. And they walk past each other again. And then they're like, I have to ask you, do I know you from somewhere? And when she starts reverting itself, crying, right? Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. The thing there is that he's or they start running more as an instinct mm-hmm. because it's that, it's that feeling that they know each other and that they have have a lot of feelings for each other, but they don't know it. It's more like an instinct. So when they finally yeah. get face to face, there's still that other part of them not 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 really knowing the other person. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of ridiculous for them to go up to someone and say, "Hey." Do I know you? I just mm-hmm. ran all the all the way here. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. And then at the end, when they finally turn around and they say the title of the movie, at least mm-hmm. in, in, in the Japanese version. Hey. Yeah. What's, in, what's your name? Yeah, that's how it goes in the American version too. Yeah. It's good stuff. 
Yeah. Really good stuff. Great yeah, it's stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Is there any kind of last things, last moments you want to talk about or discuss or mention? Stuff you liked? I don't know. I wish I could remember more details of it more specifically. This definitely is a movie I can see myself returning to. Like, this is really yeah. impressive. Yeah, it, it really I is think, good. I think for me, if I had to say anything mm. critical of the film, um, I, I, like, I think the things that I can think of is like, it's still really good. Maybe these one or two moments were a little strange, but they do it well and they pull yeah. it off, Which right? Moments? Like, I, I Which think moments? in well, first of all, I, I, I think in in general, the plot, except for the twist, is fairly standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the twist is is just enough to kind of set it apart, but it's still. Mm-hmm. It still kind of ends up being what you, 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 what you would expect of like, oh, at the end, they finally get to meet and, you, you, you know, stuff like that. So I think yeah, but maybe still, a little I, I standard, that... but they still do it yeah. so well, though. Right. And I think that's the strength of this movie is like the severe total shift that it yeah. takes. Like when you watch the whole thing, it feels mm-hmm. consistent. But like at the beginning, you're so set up to think this is just a... Uh, a Freaky Friday romantic comedy, mm-hmm. so that the and like so you're not thinking at all about yeah. the logistics of no. Can you actually prove to me that both of these people live in the exact same time period? Like it's not giving you anything to lead you on to believe there is going to be a twist. Yeah, it seems right. so straightforward that your brain is not putting that work in to be like, all right, what's going on here? What clues am I supposed to be looking for? As far as you know, there are no clues. Yeah, yeah, and it being so straightforward is what makes the the whole twist hurt mm. more or in, in, be more impactful because right. you're not expecting it. You're, right. You're thinking it, the movie is going this one way, and then they turn it around the other way. And mm. I, I like think you don't expect this to be a movie that has a twist at all. Yeah, and also the fact that the the ending, not really the ending ending, but the Take away the part where they finally mm-hmm. meet in the end. It really is kind of a, a tragic in, yeah. in a way. Because yeah. they don't end up with each other for for all these years. Mm-hmm. They, af- after they they meet at that point in the, in the circle and all that, they don't see each other for, for me to have for eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they just live these lives, their own lives apart from each other, really not knowing about the other one. Yeah. Indeed. It's not until they meet in the end that they finally get to be with each other. Mm. Uh, I think that's about all I have to say on the yeah. film. Yeah. Ignacio, one of the things we normally do at the end here is recommend some things if people liked this what else would you recommend for them to go check out well Um, it's an easy one if you like this if you like your name i do recommend you watch weathering with you 
mm-hmm. it's from the same person and if the things you liked in this movie I think you will also find in Weathering With You sure there there are some yeah. similar elements to it and another movie that I would recommend is A Silent Voice it is also mm-hmm. a Japanese animation movie mm. it's actually the movie I watched before this one that before your name it was a movie that I came out out from the theater and I wanted to everyone to watch it before your name I was actually trying to get Nick to watch <laughs> a silent name a silent place <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's that's a good one it also is yeah mm-hmm. a silent voice is also a beautiful movie that oh. you should watch cool Melissa what about um, you what would you uh, recommend When you want to talk to me about tragic time travel romances, <laughs> I'm always going to think about Lost. That's time travel. Interesting. I've never watched Lost. I didn't know there was time travel. Uh, there, th- there is. You start getting time travel stuff in season three. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a spoiler to let somebody who's never seen the show know it gets time travel weird. But it gets time travel weird. And I know Lost is chastised for having an absolute mess of its mythology and having like questions that don't have answers and mysteries that don't go anywhere. Lost, I believe, should be remembered as a show with fun bonus mysteries where the real draw of the thing, its real strength, are these character relationships. that mm-hmm. Romantic and platonic, you know, but there's some amazing romances in this show that just get like torn apart by all this sci-fi nonsense around it and there's also great episodes that really play on the sense of time and like there's one where you the think constant. You're... yeah i'm thinking of the constant uh mm-hmm. also paired with the constant there's flashes before your eyes and then jihyeon yeah which is an episode that um uh, I don't want to spoil it because it's that is an amazing. We're twist both really big Lost episode. Yeah. Right. fans, Ignacio. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if these are episodes that would stand on their own very well if you didn't watch Lost. I think they'd be I've, confusing. I've heard that the constant s- could. Yes, the constant but I, can. I, it's like, been a while since I've seen it. So yeah, I'd say even if you are confused. I think the emotional weight is still there if you check out any of these episodes. Sure. Yeah. It's a good one. This actually kind of reminded me of the third short story in the Netflix animated film Flavors of Youth. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, which we I, covered on a previous episode of the review show. There, there is a connection to Your Name. I don't know. If, I think it's the same people yeah. that produce Your Name produced Flavors I think of so, because there is Flavors a of Youth was like a joint venture bet- between like a Japanese studio and a Chinese studio, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I think the studio that made this uh, made your name yeah. also I, worked it on It isn't film, the same studio, but I know it, there is a connection. That's actually why gotcha. I watch Flavors of Youth, because of the connection to your name. Gotcha. But yeah, so Flavors of Youth is like three short stories. Um, they're in total. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes long ish. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not all that that long. Uh, but they the third story in particular 
in that one. It's about these two childhood friends who fall in love, uh, but they don't really realize it yet. And they're they're mm. co- they're communicating on these like walkie talkies and these tapes that they keep yeah. leaving one another. Um, and as the viewer, you can kind of see this romance building between them Mm -hmm. and you can start to see that they don't realize it yet uh and then there is this like big long gap of they go their separate they go their separate ways uh and then by the end of that one they have this like moment where they come back together and it's just like oh Mm -hmm. they they finally made it and it also has kind of it also has kind of a twist at some point Mm-hmm. It, it also is kind of a tragic yeah. story in the end. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what this one reminded me mm-hmm. of. Another one I, I wanted to recommend is that people watch Digimon seasons one through three. Mm. Because, you, yeah, this remind, reminds me of all the Japanese part that you see in Digimon. And yeah. it's really a, a great show. They are great shows. Yeah. One through three. And I think Digimon, more people should watch it. Digital monsters, Digimon. No, no, I agree with you. Don't yeah, remind, don't remind me <laughs> of that song. You know my stance on English dubs, <laughs> <laughs> especially Digimon. from that era. <laughs> um, I thought I thought the Digimon rap was a joke, or or a, a, a one-off thing for the movie, <laughs> and then when I found out that no, that they that used that real for thing. the yeah. for the intro. And for the it's, transformation, and it's because Pokemon had one, and, Poke- and yeah, and they're like we like we want to be our own thing, but we also kind of need to follow in some of the footsteps <laughs> to make it be like, look, it's like Pokemon. See, kids will like it. I gotta tell you, as a kid, I loved Pokemon and Digimon both very much. I went yeah, to see too. the Digimon movie in theaters twice. Really? Once on opening weekend, and then one week <laughs> later for my birthday. And I bought the soundtrack, and I, I liked the Digi-Rap. I liked the whole thing. This does also remind me of the Digimon movie, and that it's got that mix of, like, big city and, like, pastoral Japanese landscape. And, like, uh, you know, oh, I didn't realize that was you the whole time, and we share this connection. And that it's sort of sweet and heartwarming and a little melancholy. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa, it's yeah. going to be your turn to pitch what we are potentially talking about for this next episode. Well, the next episode, two episodes after this, because next week... Oh, yes, right. Yeah, next week is our next installment of our ongoing series, uh, watching all of the Venture Brothers. We typically do this last weekend of the month, but this got thrown off because of technology troubles. So yeah, next week we're going to be talking about seasons three and four of the Venture Brothers, So what I'm pitching is what we're going to be covering two weeks from today. And since you told me you just got Amazon Prime, Kyle, I have three Prime shows that I have been wanting to pitch, but I knew there was no point because you didn't have the service. (laughs) Two of these are Prime originals, and one of them is a show that uh, like aired on AMC, I think. But Prime is the only place you can find it streaming unless you want to buy each episode for $2 off iTunes or something like that. Okay. Pitch number one, I mentioned earlier the Blank Check film podcast that I really love. Mm -hmm. This is co-hosted by an actor named Griffin Newman, 
and he appears in pitch number one, which is the... T- <laughs> he appears in pitch number one, which is The Tick. This is the okay. latest rendition of no. Ben Edlund's The Tick. This stars Peter Serafinowicz as the... Is the titular Big Blue Crusader, and Griffin Newman plays Arthur, uh, who is the Tick's. The Tick is uh, this big, bombastic, larger than life superhero, and yep. uh, Arthur is his sidekick, who is this real nerdy, nervous guy who has no skills but wants to do well, and is just following after this man who just believes absolutely in everything and is never scared and Arthur's always terrified. And the logline for this show is in a world where superheroes have been real for decades, an accountant with no superpowers comes to realize his city is owned by a supervillain. As he struggles to uncover this conspiracy, he falls in league with a strange blue superhero. Uh, I remember the Tick cartoon. I remember the Mm -hmm. first Tick live action series starring Patrick Warburton. I loved both of those. I've really been wanting to watch this version of The Tick, especially because I love these two lead actors. Uh, And now that you have Amazon Prime, this may be our chance to do it together. So I am suggesting we watch season one, which is 12 episodes. Okay. So that's pitch number one, Mm -hmm. option one. Pitch number two two is Carnival Row. This is a, a newer Amazon Prime series. And this I is a I've heard of this one. Uh, this one came out, I think, like last summer or fall. And this is an uh, Victorian era urban fantasy. This stars mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. Uh, and the pitch for this is a human detective and a fairy rekindle a dangerous affair in a Victorian fantasy world where the city's uneasy peace collapses when a string of murders reveals an unimaginable monster. So it's like all of fairy folklore is real and exists in like industrial revolution era, like Jack the Ripper, Victorian times London as this like other class of people that is also out there like struggling to survive. And I think Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne like once had a relationship and then he was like torn away from her. Like a human shouldn't be with a fairy. And now he's like kind of they've crossed paths again. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the uh, concept I kind of got from the trailers. Okay. It's been a while since cool. I watched them. Oh, this thing looked cool. I like those actors. I love urban fantasy and fairy stuff. Good stuff. Uh, pitch number three is uh, we had, like, a sci-fi one, like a fantasy one, and this is just normal human drama. Pitch number three is a show I've been wanting to watch for a while. Again, because I love the leads in this. This is a show called The Night Manager. Have you heard of this one? I don't think so. This is based on a novel uh, by like uh, this French like spy and espionage master. I think it's Jean Lacar is the guy's name. And the okay. description for this show <laughs> is that an Englishman, Jonathan Pine, played by Tom Hiddleston, is working as the night manager of a Cairo hotel. He gets involved with a local woman who is the girlfriend of a gangster. Through her relationship with the gangster, she has acquired information linking illegal international arms sales with Richard Roper, played by Hugh Laurie, an English billionaire. Pine is enlisted by the British intelligence to infiltrate his inner circle and spy on him. What follows is a very dangerous game of intrigue and deception. So this came out several years ago, and I was like, great, Hugh Laurie, I haven't seen him do anything since House. This looks great. And I just didn't get around to watching it. I heard really great things about it. 
uh, and I know you like crime stuff, so maybe we could mm-hmm. watch this. Elizabeth Debicki's also in this. I love her in things. What a okay. treat. I didn't even know she was in this till I looked it up on IMDb. Uh, and so that season is six episodes, uh, and the Carnival Row season was eight episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Ignacio, if you had to pick, what would you pick of those three? The only one I've heard about is a tick. And I know people do like that show. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the one I would recommend. But also Hugh God. Laurie. I love that guy. Yeah. Hugh um, Laurie is good. Um, mm. I don't know. Let's... Uh, I think I'm going to narrow it down to one of the prime originals. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So that means the tick, or what was the name of the option to? <laughs> Carnival Row. Carnival Row. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's go with the tick. Yes. Because I've I've been interested in that show. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about it. I remember the older TV show. I remember the comics just because I'm a big comic book nerd. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, I've never actually really taken the t- time to figure out what the tick is or who the tick is or why the tick is. Right? I think that's also kind of the mystery of the show is that Arthur is this normal man and that he can't tell where the tick is from. Like, are you, Just do you like, have another identity? Is, are you, a, were you a normal once? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be a satire. Of superheroes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's super campy. At least the other versions of the Tick have been. I don't, I haven't seen this one before. I just know the other versions, but I think they all kind of follow the similar tone. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do f- for two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, so be be watching that in the meantime. Like Melissa said, this next week will be part two of our Venture Brothers coverage. Uh, we're going to be watching seasons three and four. So mm. over the next two weeks, we're, we're going to be getting a lot of Patrick Warburton. Oh! He's in, <laughs> or, well, he, he he's in Venture Brothers. He was in the old Tick show. Mm. I, I don't know if he makes a cameo in this oh, show I or not. I, I would hope they at least give him the a The old Tick show cameo. is also very good. That's also something yeah. I've been thinking about pitching. I just love Griffin Newman so much. I'm like, I'm going to pitch the Amazon Prime tick first. Okay, cool. I'm I'm all about that. Uh, Ignacio, thank you so much for joining us this hey. week and for being like, hey, you guys need to watch this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- thank, thank you. you. I love talking about your name. Like I said, it, it is my favorite movie, and I'm glad more people got to experience it. Cool. So Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. Where can they find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-D-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. That's my name and last name. And also you can find me on a little podcast called Crossplay. Mm-hmm. Called more at thewhatnots.com. Yeah. That's our website. Podcast services around, around the, the globe. globe. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, Melissa, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And uh, go check out our Venture Brothers episode from a couple weeks ago on seasons one and two if you want to catch up on that. Yeah. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows and all of our many computer problems, (laughs) we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, You guys can follow us there. We've mentioned our website. We've mentioned our Patreon. Go like, share, subscribe. Help us out on YouTube. We're just shy of 60 subscribers. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. Go buy some merch. The Whatnots dot com slash store Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's where you guys can go pick up some of that stuff uh but that is it for episode 95 of the whatnots review show Uh, yeah be back next week until then bye bye bye